don't understand it, but yeah, I can see it. There we go. We good now. All right. Now, so everybody said becoming like Christ. All right. Now, remember that the whole mission of Jesus uh, was really to come back in and usher in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God uh, is God's influence in our life. So understanding something, I want to read um, uh, something to you. Uh, uh, and let's go to the kingdom first. Here's what the kingdom says. You probably, your screen is not showing. Is it showing your screen now? Good. All right. The kingdom, the governing influence of a king over a territory, impacting it with his values. Everybody says values. Morality, lifestyle, and his entire principles and law until the people begin to reflect his lifestyle. All right. Now, understand God and his mission as a king. He wants us to have his value system. He wants us to have his morality. He wants us to have his culture, his character, right? Now, the agenda, his agenda, on the other hand, uh, is the visible. Everybody said visible. I can see it. I can see it in every area of my life. The visible demonstration. Everybody said visible. People can see. We can see God at work in every area of my life. I can see him really controlling my life. I know he's my king and my Lord of Lord. And you know it because you can see it in me. And you can watch me as I move in the midst of trials and tribulations, how I handle them. All right? How I handle situations and how I handle circumstances really tells me, man, about my trust in God. How much do I really trust in God in every situation, in every circumstance? So the kingdom agenda is his visible demonstration. But his agenda, I mean his kingdom, is he want you to be a reflection of him. All right, now, and it's personal, right? It's not about, it's really not about anybody. It's really personal. God says, I know you because I created you when you was in your mother's womb. Before anybody, before your mother and father even knew who you were, I had already put you in place. I had already put things together. Then I released you into the earth. And I may use your mother and father to release you, but I want you to know you belong to me. Right? And, and you were special, and you were anointed, and I had an assignment for you. And I was not going to leave you here, man, powerless. Right? He says it's important to understand that. Now, Here's the beauty of it. In the midst of the fall in Genesis, man, when they fell and they fell out of the presence of God, God immediately, man, went to work, right, and started putting a plan in place, man, to bring us back into relationship with him. Now, here's the beauty of it, right? When he sent his son into the world, he brought a kingdom with him, right? And so he brought God's kingdom agenda, right? Here's the beauty of it. But when he left, Derek, when he left, he left his agenda and his culture and his value system in us, right? So now, even though Christ is gone, he yet lives because he lives in us, right? Now, in order for us to really understand the uniqueness of God, man, we got to really believe in him and trust him. Now, it's hard because the world tells us one thing, right, and God tells us something else. But God gave us a manual, man, a manual, a manual to live by, which is the word of God. It's the constitution, right? It's that constitution. It's that old covenant and that new covenant. It's the article, that article and that subsection, that section and that subsection in that kingdom agenda that God gave us instructions and he wants us to have faith and believe that he's working it all together for our good. But we have to trust the God 
of the Bible. So whenever we deal with situations and circumstances, one thing I know for sure that God got this thing under control. And he's never, ever, ever, ever going to give me anything that I can't handle. Whatever you go up against, man, God is going to give you the resources, man, to be able to come through it. He said, said, here's the thing. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you. He said, because this spirit that Jesus said going to be with you and going to be in you, and he's going to be with you every step of the way. He even said, man, you don't even know how to pray except the spirit prays for you. So whenever you're dealing with something and things seem so tough, uh, uh, Christ is there speaking through us, through the Holy Spirit. So his presence is there. And I want us to understand that because in order for us to be impactful in the kingdom of God, man, we got to realize that we have to be just like Christ. We have to really take on his DNA. We have to take on his character. Quit faking it. Quit trying to fool people because it don't matter. What really matters is your relationship with God. And here's the thing. Everything you need, everything you need, God got it at your disposal. He's never going to leave you, man, without. He's always going to provide what you need. And you got to believe that it's there. So you don't have to worry about all this crazy stuff. A lot of times we make decisions and we do things and things happen and we worry about stuff, man, that don't really matter because God got this. If God is king and he's sovereign, as, as Psalms 24 tell us, that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. If everything belongs to him and everybody, that means all the resources is his. And if I got this relationship with him, then why am I worried about anything? I don't have to be jealous of anything you have. I don't have to want anything you want. I don't have to envy your gifts and your talents because everything God wanted me to have, I got it. And everything God wants me to have that I don't have, I got access to. And I don't need no money. All I need is trust and faith in him. And he'll have somebody give me something that I don't even have to pay for. Because God is never, ever going to require something of you, man, too expensive for you to get it. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what the circumstance is. It's about trusting him, but you got to believe that you got to be like him. You got to believe. And the only way that you can really be like Christ is you have to trust. You have to believe. You have to have faith. You got to believe that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the son of God. You got to believe it so much that you're willing to give your life over to him and then let his life mirror your life and let your life mirror his life. And so much so that I, I can do all things through Christ, that strength, how, he strengthens me because he's in me, Nisi. He, he's right there with me. He's walking with me along the way. Amen? So we have to understand where we are with God and understand this here. Now, uh, so when he said, for God so loved the world, right, uh, that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him or whoever has trust, everybody say trust. Do I trust the God of the Bible? Well, no, I don't think he, well, well, see, you don't understand. This is real talk. 
When we don't want to believe the Bible, we always say, but this is real. Let's keep it real. What you're really saying is, I don't trust. The, my faith now is kind of limited. Now I only believe what I can see. So I see what's in front of me, and I don't believe God is greater than what's in front of me until he shows you later on, and then you come back and say, man, ain't he good? Won't he do it? Won't he will? Won't he want to? Right? So now all of a sudden, man, we, he really want to. All right? Now if you see that he can do the most impossible. Right? So he wants us, man, to, to have faith in him and walk according to his way and trust. Listen to me. He says, I'm the king. He says, and, and, and you have full access to me. He says, listen, all you got to do is live righteous. Here's what righteous mean. Do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it and do the right thing. And here's the thing. You're never, ever going to get surprised. He's, he's never going to, ne- the devil's never going to slip it by you. I don't care how far you're going. The Holy Spirit is going, because he's in you. He's going to always remind you. Even if you haven't been following him, he's going to nudge you and say, you know, uh, God loves you. And he got you. Right? But this is too much. So now I'm going crazy. Now I said my hair stopped falling out. I'm looking crazy. And I'm all bent out of shape when I know that God is able to. So why are we worried if we trust Right? So becoming like Christ, man, we have to really trust in Christ. And so when, when that Bible says, for God so loved the world, that whoever believes in him. So the biggest thing that we have to do, man, we have to believe. You have to really, truly believe. A lot of people talk it, but they don't really believe it. They don't believe the manual. The, the, the thing is, man, they don't read the manual, Nisi. They don't, they don't, you know, I, I was telling, I think, I don't know if it was Derek or somebody, I was telling my sister, you know, you have an iPhone, and the iPhone is a very, the iPhone 12 is a very powerful phone, man. That thing will do everything. But most people, when they buy the iPhone 12, they only use, JB, a small portion of it. And because they don't understand the power of the iPhone. They don't understand all that it can do, right? But the manufacturer knows all it can do, and he put it in a manual. And if you read, take your time and read the manual from front to back, you'll know everything about it. And you'll be able to do a lot of stuff, right? And then you have a lot of power in your hand. You almost got a full-blown computer in your hand if you understand the manual, all right? It's the same way. So if God, now the mind, the guy that created it uh, gave us a manual, what he gave us was his mind in paper form. So he wrote his mind in a manual. Well, what God did the exact same thing. God took his mind and put it in a manual. And say, here is the manual. Follow the manual. In the event, man, you don't know what's going on, man. Have faith in the manual. Now, we can get our phone or get our new computer or whatever, read it, and whatever it says, uh, 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 oh, it says, yes, make sure you uh, put it on this channel. And we'll do it and believe it. And when we do whatever it tells us to do, we expect it to do what? Work. Well, God says, here's the manual. The manual says you're supposed to do this. You say, oh, no, I, I, I ain't got no faith in that manual. But you have faith because you don't even know the guy that wrote the book, the manual to your car or to your new machine or whatever you have. You don't even know him. You just believe in him. And whatever he said, you believe what he said so much so you spend a lot of money for his product. And some of you all never even heard of you just, somebody else told you about him and you spent a lot of money to get their product. 
and you and, and you believe, watch this, that they said it'll do what it said to do. And in the event that it don't, you get mad. But then somebody said, I don't understand why you tripping. It will do. No way it won't. It's right here on page 55. Oh, I, I didn't read that. Right? So, 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 to understand, in order for you to understand God's manual, man, you got to believe that God is sovereign. I got to believe it so much, man, I got to put my faith in it. All right? Now, it's important because uh, uh, if we're going to be kingdom-minded, if we're going to be impactful in the kingdom, if we're going to be everything God intends for us to be, man, we got to have faith and trust in God. We got to believe he is who he say he is. We got to believe, listen, we got to believe it. We can't just come to church and listen to a sermon or listen to a nice song or whatever and think that's it. I got to believe in the manual. I got to believe it so much, right? And the thing gave us so much power and so much dominion, all right? And he said, listen, and you can do all things. Well, Holy, you mean I can do what? Yeah, you don't need no man to teach you. He said, the Holy Spirit will teach you. What? Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit is so powerful, it can do what nobody else can do. Right? But I got to believe that it can happen. I got to believe so much so that I commit my life to it. I'm going to hang my hat on it. I don't care what you say. I believe what it says. So we challenged. We, we, are, we are challenged, right? Now, the test of your faith, the test of your faith is the ability. Everybody says the ability to trust God when what? When life is what? It's easy to trust God when things are going well. The question is, can I trust God when things are tough? When things, when it seems like the world is against me, I don't know which way to go, man. Can I trust the God of the Bible? Can I believe what it says? Can I hang my hat on what it says? Do I have the ability to trust God in these circumstances, in these situations? It's a tough situation. I don't know what I'm going to do. This is bad. It seems like my world is crumbling. I cannot believe I have so much faith and I have so much confidence in that person. I believe that they're going to do what they said they're going to do. They said they're going to give, they not, they, they going to give me this and they, they promised me this and they said they're going to be honest in this and they're going to be trustworthy in this and they didn't do it. And then I get shook up, man, because I have more faith in them than I have in God. So when they let me down, watch this, when they let me down, I blame God. Uh, uh, now listen, when I never had my faith in him, I had my faith in the person. But if I trust God, whatever you do, even if you cross me, it does not matter. I just got to stay the course. If I stay the course, I believe that God is going to work it out. He got to honor his word. Right? But I got to have faith and I got to have confidence in him. So the ability to trust God when life is at its worst. You sit and the doctor says there's no cure. 
I was watching the, uh, uh, the series, The Have and Have Nots. Raise your hand if you saw it. Yeah, right. So now, and so uh, I was watching the series, The Have and Have Nots, and, and, the, and the, the young boy, Benny, uh, got hit by the drunk driver, right? And his mama refused, refused to believe her son was going to die. She said, I believe God. So when the daddy come in and said, pull the plug, he said, no, don't do it. When all the doctors said it was over, she said, he said, no. She said, I know what God can do. He said, he's a healer. And she hung her hat on that. And she believed with all her heart. Even if God don't heal, we know he's able to. Right? And so, and we have to know that. So in the event that he don't, I still believe he can. And when I have faith and confidence in him, I know whatever happens is because God purposed it to happen. I don't care what the devil in hell try to do to me. They can't do nothing to me, man, unless God have it purposed in my life. Now, I may not like the feeling. It may not feel good to me. It may bother me, whatever, and I may get shook up. But I promise you, man, the devil can't touch me unless God allow him to touch me. So I got to keep my eyes focused on him. Otherwise, I get my eyes off of him, and I look at the situation, and I blame the person and never realize what Satan is doing. And the word told us that you're in a spiritual warfare. And what the devil is trying to do, he's trying to flank you. He's trying to divide you and sneak up from the backside. He's trying to get you. And, and here's the thing. And sometimes we give in. Instead of telling the devil, you're a liar. Right? Uh, because my faith is in God. And I know if I do right, if I continue to do what's right, it's going to work out for me. Because God is doing something to make me what I am. I don't like it. It don't feel good. Right? But you got to remember, man, uh, sometimes you have to mess it up to make it up. Sometimes we have to go through stuff, man, so challenging, so God can really prepare us for later. The problem is, man, we don't want to go through nothing. Right? But when you're going through something, this is the time uh, for you to buckle down Lock in, grab a hole, and don't let go. God, I got to trust you in this because everybody around me is acting a fool. They lying. I know this here. They lying on me. They doing this here. They treat me like crap. He said, hold on to God's unchanging hand because I promise you he got you. But you have to believe it, and you have to trust that God got you. You got to believe it so much so that everybody else know it. Because people are going to know who God is, man, through your trust. When they watch you in a difficult situation, man, it increases their faith in God. Because they're watching you and see how you handle the situation. Now, if you're dealing with people that's not saved, if you're dealing with family members and friends and coworkers that's not saved, all right, I promise you, they're watching you because you say you are. And they want to see how you handle the situation. Because they say, oh, the devil got them now. Now they're back against the wall. Let me see how saved they are now. Because here's the thing. 
Even the devil know how powerful God is. That's why when you do some people that's outside the church, they always throw this in your face, Brad. I thought you were saved. The reason why they say that because they know what salvation looks like. And they've been watching you. It's almost a testimony to your life. So, and I thought you were saved. That means you've been watching me. So now I get to put him on display. So while, while, while you squirming and worry about what's happening, I'm just continuing to work and watch God do what God do. Can you imagine what was going through Joseph's mind when they sold him into slavery? Right? And, and his brothers and everybody had told, and told his dad he was dead. Right? Can you imagine how Joseph living all he know how, Teresa, living God, living his life, and the woman came in and tried to rape him, and, and, and he wouldn't have no sex with her, and she snatched his garment and told the, the king, listen, he tried to rape me when he know he didn't. Can you imagine what he was going through when, when he was in, on top and he put him in jail for doing the right thing? And while he was there, man, God says, I got to put you there to put you here. So he had his brothers sell him in slavery, man, so he can deliver them in a famine. But God had to do this. God said, I, I got this. Because God had already told Joseph, your brother's going to bow down to you. God had already gave him the vision. So God has, God has showed you the vision. So when trouble hit, you forget what he told you. And you get all shook up and bent out of shape and throw the towel in. You got to do like Joseph. You got to stay righteous. I don't care what happens. You got to be like the Hebrew boy in the fire. I don't care what you say, what you do, even if he don't deliver us. One thing I know about my God, he's able to, even if he don't deliver me. And if he don't deliver me, he wasn't intending to deliver me. That's the one we are one one. I'm telling you, that's how God works. That's how awesome and magnificent God is. All right? Now, listen to Matthew. So that's why trusting God is truly, truly important. All right? Here's what Matthew says. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith, right, if you have a, a little bit of trust, a small, small amount, a very little bit of amount, that's how powerful it is. All right? All right? Uh, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And watch this. The reason why he said that, he says, if you really in your heart understand who God is and trust in him, you can say it and believe it and know it's going to happen. Now, listen, you can't speak something unless you really believe him. I can't say it if I don't really believe it. But if I really believe him, just, I mean, just I sincerely believe him, he will move like never before. He said, you just speak. And sometimes you may not see it come to pass right now. But one thing I know, it's coming. It's, it's coming. It's going to work together. I promise you, it's going to work, right? And so it says, uh, nothing. Everybody say nothing. He said, if you got a little bit of trust, if you really trust, he said, you would, listen, nothing is impossible. That, on, that testimony is only for people, man, who believe, who really have trust in God. It ain't people who talk about it, walk around and say, I'm saved and sanctified. 
uh, buy a nice cross and put it around your neck, put a nice hat on, and thank you cute, and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brother and sister. That is not for that person. It's for the person, man, who really believes, man, that God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. We, and I know he can do it. Won't he do it? Even if he don't, I know he can. And I'm saying, why me, Lord? Why my child? Here's the question. Why not your child? Why not your child so God can use you to be a blessing? Because another person is saying, Lord, you did it for Nisi. Why my daughter can't be that smart? Nisi says, my daughter's having problems. Lord, why? He said, the other girl said, but why can't my daughter be as smart as your daughter? Well, Nisi didn't see that because she worried about this over here. God says, do you know I bless your daughter to be so smart? She don't have to study and she can just get it. So you think the devil's not going to try to attack her? And guess where you're going to attack her at? In her mind. Because that's her gift. So I, I got to say, God, listen, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's happening, but I know. I know what you're doing is going to work together for my good. Amen? Now, listen to what he says in John 14 and 12. Here's what he says. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes or trusts in me, trusts in me, you got to believe in who Christ is and what he can do and what happened at Calvary, all right? He says, in me, watch this here, the works I have been doing, they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to my Father. The reason why he said that is because I'm going to send back the Holy Spirit and he's going to be able to do even greater than what I did. But you got to, do I believe it? Do I really trust God? Does that, do, can I really do with Christ, no, some people don't believe it. No, I man, I can't do what Jesus did when then the manual is a lie. Throw the manual away. Tell God you're a liar, God. I don't know why you should tell that lie. It's a lie. Because I can't do it. But here's how you know. If Jesus can do it, now watch this. If he sent his spirit back and said it'll be amongst you and it'll be in you, Jesus said, I'm there. I'm present inside of you. And I'll be with you always. And geography won't separate us. And I'll be with you even in your darkest moment. I'll be right there. And I'll be your comfort man in your most challenging moment. I'll be right there. And you'll be able to speak into people's lives and do things. But you got to know when you speak, it's not you speaking, it's me. But you got to believe that that's me and you. Most of us don't have no confidence in the God in us. Because we look at our weaknesses. We look at our weaknesses so we don't see how awesome we really are, how powerful we really are, because we don't recognize, man, God really lives in us. So we hear the word, read the word, do a devotional, and go out there and and, then talk totally contrary and live totally contrary. Don't you ask God to save your son or your daughter and then complain every time you see him. I know they ain't no good. They ain't going to never mind them. Jesus save them. That's what we do. Them kids ain't going to never be. They ain't going to mount to nothing. They just like this daddy. They just like their mom, whatever. God, I know you're able to do it. Cover my kids. Put angels around them. Bless them when they're going. Bless them when they're coming. But I know they, that boy ain't, no, ain't worth a pot to pee in the window. 
Listen to me. Don't let the devil trick you into not believing what God said. Trust the God of the Bible and believe in him and watch him work on your behalf. And here's the thing. Then the kingdom works. Everybody is impacted, man, when you believe. Because everybody is in your sphere of influence is influenced by you. When you walk in the room because you believe God, everybody is impacted, man, because of your presence. Because when you walk in the room, God walk in the room. When you walk in the room, so if you go in there fussing and cussing, y'all's on. You, God, Jesus said, hold your horses. What are you, what are you doing? Don't do that. Don't, don't miss, whoa, whoa, don't do that. Because there's people in here, man, need to know who I am. Watch this, and they know who you are before you ever step in the room because you said it. And the devil is going to try to make you not believe and live like you're supposed to live. Now, watch this. Everybody says, it's getting good. All right, now, now, now here's the good part. We hear this scripture, everybody throw it around, man, on every situation. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Now listen, and so the King James said, everything works together for the good, for them to love the Lord. Everybody just throw that all around. The key to that whole verse is, you better believe and you better trust in the Bible. And watch this. And here's my evidence of it. My righteous living. My true faith in this scripture, believing that it worked together, is because I'm walking in righteousness. Everybody's walking in righteousness. I'm doing what I know is right to do, even if it don't feel good to me. I don't have to worry about nothing because my God got it all. So I know, so whatever happened, whatever situation happened to me, anything that happened in my life, whatever happens, I promise you, God has already predestined me to have a relationship with Christ. And he know everything about me. So when I, as I walk and I move, he's already planned. So, so this situation that's so crazy, when I lost my mama and I didn't know what I was going to do, and she was my rock, he says, but I promise you it's going to draw you closer to me. Now, it ain't going to feel good to you right now. It's going to hurt. You're going to feel like your rock is gone. He said, but you got to remember, you came for me. She was just a deliverer. He said, don't get shook up, man, and get your eyes off of me and trust in me and believe that it's working for your good. And it's very challenging for us to understand that, but you will never be able to live this scripture unless you trust God. If you don't, that scripture right there, you might have thought it away. Everybody tripping because you go, I can't take it. Is this too much for me? Oh, Lord, I can't. Yeah, you can't handle it because you don't believe whatever's happened to you is really working together for your good. Can you imagine Job? Now, I want you to read Job, and I want you to read the 37th chapter of Job. Let that be your midnight reading. Because Job was an upright, perfect man who lived, Chris, man, the best he knew how. He was a perfect, upright man. And God put the devil on Job. It got so tough with Job, Job. Told God, listen, man, you tripping. This is too much. 
So God, in the whole chapter 37, man, God said, let me talk to you for a minute, Mr. Job. Where were you when I hung the stars in the sky? I want to know where you at. He said, where were you at? He said, you were there before you even think about it. I thought about you before you ever thought about you. Don't you ever question me. He said, because whatever I'm doing is working together for the good. So don't let the devil trick you into questioning God and saying, God, this is crazy. I don't understand why. Why not you? Why can't I use you as a testimony? Now watch this. As soon as Job turned his life around and, and, got, and got his senses right, God gave him everything back and more. Now, here's the thing. Everybody said, but he lost his family. He'll never forget that. Listen, man, God is a spirit. Everybody says spirit. There's things that happen to you in your life. You don't even remember it happened to somebody that told you it happened. God can erase every memory. God can bring somebody in your life, man, and make you love because you thought you'd never love again. God is able to do that. Right? That's why, so when you get all shit, that's why you got to stay focused on him and trust him. Right? Because God knew. Listen, God picked you out ahead of time. He foreknew you. When you read that 29, he foreknew you. Well, let me close. I'm, I'm really almost done. I got five. Listen, watch this verse. God knew them before he made the world. Before he made the world. And he decided that they would be like his son. Before he ever put them here. Right? Then Jesus would be the firstborn of many brothers and sisters. God planned for them to be like his son. He chose them and made them right with him. And after he made them right, he gave them glory. So God, listen, God had already predestined. God had already foreknew. He knew what was going on. And he prepared you for it. You didn't know you could handle it, but you handled it. If I told everybody to stand up, man, when you went through something, man, you didn't know how you were going to come out of it, I guarantee you, man, everybody stand. Now, the kids may be a little leery, but the adults are going to stand up because they didn't think that they were going to ever get through that one. But I tell you, the testimony you're sitting here is that you came through it. Some of you all were so broke, you didn't know which way to go. You never thought you'd get back on your feet. God bless you, man, beyond your wildest dreams. You was out there, man. With, with your back against the wall, nowhere to go. Your mama said you weren't going to make it. Your granny said you weren't going to make it. Your brother said you weren't no good. Your neighbor said you weren't no good. Your friend you grew up with said you weren't no good. They all call you a bunch of bones, and now you're standing, and they're gone. So you got to trust the God of the Bible and, and understand. Now, For things to work out for our good, here's what you have to do. Love the Lord. Everybody say love the Lord. Love the Lord Lord your God with all of your heart. Here's your heart. All of your mind, your present mind, and your subconscious mind. You got to love God with everything, every every thought in your mind got to be toward him. You got to love him with everything inside of you. Watch this here. Not only that, what else? What is your soul? Your mind, your emotions, and your intellect. All your emotions got to be tied to him. It can't be tied to somebody else. It's got to be tied to him. It's it's, it's crucial. 
It's important. It's understanding. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, uh, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and what? And now listen, in order for you to have this kind of trust, you got to love God. God says, and you have to love your neighbors. You can't separate them. Because, watch this here, because trust is whatever's happened to my neighbor, whatever, God put them in my path. That's why he called them my neighbors. He put them in my sphere of influence. He put them in my circle. He brought them into my life. I don't know why you put that person in my life talking about me, treating me like I'm a crap, calling me out my name, saying all that crazy stuff about me, lying on me. I don't know why you do it, but God says, I did it to make you. Now, you represent me. He said, now, you got to love them in order to really trust me. You got to love them like I told you to love them, just like you love me. Why would he say something so crazy like that? He said, because they were created in my image. He said, that's my child. He said, that's my baby. I know you don't like them, but they belong to me. And guess what? He said, I wanna, I'm going to take you in the closet, in your secret closet, and I'm going to whisper something to you. He said, and you, my child, and you ain't no good. In the same way you feel about them, somebody feel about you. He said, so understand where you are. Come to your senses and understand that just like you love me, he said, do this thing right. Love my neighbor. Now, I know she treated you like crap. I know he treated you like crap. I know this here, and they keep lying on you and saying all kind of crazy things. That's fine. I still got to love them. All right? I still have to love them. I don't have to like them, but I got to love them. And, and when you love them, that means you'll serve them or you'll do for them even when you don't want to. And I do it, watch this here, and I don't feel bad about it because it's the God in me. Because I trust the God of the Bible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, all your mind, and lean not into your what? Own understanding. Let me wrap this up real quick. I got to be done by 11. He says, in all thy ways do what? Submit to him or acknowledge him, and he will do what? Listen to me. Listen, it only comes, I don't care what situation you're in. I don't care what you're dealing with. You got to trust God so much, man, that you believe him and you go to him and say him and ask him which way you want me to go. How should I enter this business venue? How should I deal with this relationship? Is she the one for me? Is he the one for me? Is this the job I should take? Now, let me know, God, and I promise you, man, he says, because, listen, when you do that, he said, you trust me. You're not trusting your own self. Don't go in and say, well, I'm going to get this in there and pray afterwards. Don't take the job, then pray afterwards. Pray beforehand, because it may look like it's a good job when it could be the, your last job. And God will tell you, don't do it. Don't come into that covenant agreement. Don't do it, all right? Now, let me, here's what's solid. So I'm going to wrap it up. Honor the Lord with what? Your wealth. And with the first fruit of all your what? Crops. Then your barns will be filled. It's all about what? Trust. Everybody said trusting. God says, I want you to honor me with all your wealth. Honor me. Do, do you trust me enough, man, to give me back a portion of what I gave you? Whether it's your time, your money, your energy, your resources. 
Do you trust me enough? No, God. Now, I trust to pray for somebody, but I promise you I ain't giving you none of my money now. Now, you good, God, and you all right with me. But I swear to God, don't you ask me for no money because I'm not giving you no money. Right? And, and, and he said, listen, you got to trust me. All right? Now, let me wrap this up. Here we go. Here's our takeaway. Let me get to our takeaway because I don't want to deal with this here. We're going to end this here. We're going to done. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the tables of your heart. And if you do it, you're going to find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. That's your takeaway. Have mercy, even if they don't deserve it, as God's represented. And because I have faith and trust in God, I'm going to trust the process. Even though I know I should cut your legs off, I'm not going to cut them off, even if I got the knife to cut them. I'm not going to do it. I know I got you red-handed. I caught you with your hand in the cookie jar. Don't slam the top on them. Everybody stand to your feet. Get a Lord hand clap. He said it. He wrapped it up and said, if you do it, you're going to find favor. He said, I'm going to give you favor with man and God because you trust me so much that you did this. Because you trusted me, I'm going to give you favor with man and God. That means when you want a job, I favor the person to give you a job even if you're not qualified. I'll let you get a loan even if you don't deserve a loan. i open up doors, opportunities for you when they really shouldn't be open for you. I'll do that for you. But you have to trust in me. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for your trust in us. And Lord, give us the desire to trust you the same way you trust us. You trust us so much you gave us your Holy Spirit. And then you trust us that we're going to do what's right at every situation, every circumstance. Give us the desire to also do right by you. Be with us, Lord. Bless us. Bless our hearts. Bless our home. Bless our family. There's someone out there that don't know you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, touch their heart. Come into their heart. Let them receive you and accept you as their Lord and Savior so their life will be transformed and they can become better and they can work together with you to make a big difference in this world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, as we get ready to go, prepare. Don't sit down. Stay standing because we're going to close out. As you get ready to go, for those who want to be a blessing to the kingdom, if we ask you, please, for those uh, that's a, particularly a part of our family, you should set aside a portion, man, that you're going to be a blessing to God's ministry. I promise you can't be God-given. Right? You, we, we only operate, man, based on what you do. Trust God, and I promise you, man, God will never let you go without. Put your faith in him, man, as you give. God has blessed you all. In your wildest dreams, he's given you jobs you don't deserve, resources you, don't, you, shouldn't, you don't deserve. But he did it, man, because he loved you. But he wants you to trust him and give a portion back to him. Now, that's on you. That ain't on me. I don't care what you do. That's on that's you and God. You trust in the God of the Bible. You can give online. Uh, you can give it on the way out. You can write a check to the church. However you want to do it, it's fine. So, Lord, bless this offering. Bless those who have to give and those who have not that they may have to give the next time. And if they don't have, Lord, bless them opportunities so they be able to get employment or jobs, whatever they have to get, so they can also be a blessing, not just to Kingdom Embassy or their local church, wherever they are, but also to the kingdom of God and to their family so they can be a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Consider yourself dismissed. God bless you. We love you. The usher's going to usher you out so you don't run into anybody. <laughs>